set. Places, everybody. And action. Hi guys, you're listening to Black Girl Film Club, a podcast where two black women discuss movies. I'm Brittany. And I'm Ashley. And on this rough cut, we're discussing Freeway Mm-mm. from 1996, written and directed by Matthew Bright. So this yes. is a special request from a listener. Yeah. Um, Shout out to you, Ripley in yeah. the UK. This one goes out to you, Ripley. Yeah. Um, taking me back to my childhood, a film that I have seen several times mm-hmm. in adolescence. Um, damn, nobody was watching me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we also have to say that I watched the sequel. Brittany didn't, didn't, she couldn't stomach it. No, I had to I out. finished it. So I will be giving some basic synopsis of that later on because oh my goodness it just got worse and worse (laughs) Ripley friend (laughs) what's going on thank you for recommending this cult classic well yeah because we were talking about doing this like a while ago because I feel like we were talking about doing this like fairy tale related movies based on a fairy tale and then I forgot what happened but maybe we did shape of water I can't remember what happened with that but um yeah I mean thank you for the um we were synergy synergizing for sure but I just wasn't expecting all of this (laughs) this was this is a ride this is a ride and a half I don't know how Reese Witherspoon's vocal cords work after doing this first movie um I did not know that her and Bokeem Woodbine would be tonguing each other down uh Danny Elfman is involved (laughs) it's Mm -hmm. just it's just just the girl (laughs) Brooke Shields is here yes we have a lot of stars from their youth on the decline looking for work yeah this is before Kiefer had done um what's that show not 24 the yeah. other one wasn't it dead zone did he do dead zone no that is Anthony Michael Hall that's what I'm talking okay yeah so in that same vein of people this is so, Jack Bauer okay this yeah is, so then yeah so this is pre-24 um this is I don't know his dad Donald Sutherland looking at him like please go get a job and then he went and got a job and Oh gosh. <laughs> he was in Twin Peaks Fire Walk with me, girl. I did not know that. And he passed on my own private Idaho. He could have been one of the leads. That would have been not for me. <laughs> that would have been a, a hard no for me. I don't even know how I feel about Kiefer Sutherland. He'd just be popping up and stuff. And sometimes, but the one thing I remember him from is. 24, obviously, because my mom was a fan. She has one or two of the seasons on DVD. <laughs> Back when you had to do that to watch a television show after it aired, um, buy those like $50 DVD mm-hmm. box sets. Uh, but then he was also a Melancholia. And I always think about him being a little shit. <laughs> melancholia, being like, don't worry about that planet coming dangerously close to the Earth girl and then leaving her behind. <laughs> Just terrible, but yeah, I don't remember in like where in Reese Witherspoon's career 
this so was this is like right I feel like this is one of Reese's like earlier roles right before she was popping right around the time of Overnight Delivery, a movie that you guys have probably never heard a lot, heard about unless you know. That is a movie um, with Paul Rudd, right? That was probably released around the time Clueless came out. No, it's after. These are all after. Overnight Delivery is after. It's 1998. These are movies that come out on like cable when movies that are really popular come out it's like oh yeah you might know him from this you might see him in this i mean but like, it was they two years around the same time it was like two years later though because clueless came out in 96 i'm pretty sure so i don't know what's happening between freeway and well not freeway for him i don't know what was happening between clueless and overnight delivery in 1998 but then pleasantville came out so it doesn't uh-huh. really i mean it doesn't really matter about some of the other stuff because after that was cruel intentions and elections and after i forgot she was in little nikki so you know this was in the early days i think this is like after man in the moon this is way after man in the moon man in the moon is her first role this is post a little bit after fear um which is a very good film very scary but who is this oh Mark Wahlberg be having a heavy bang sometimes. That's a serious role, bang. <laughs> that man going to hell, but <laughs> that bang be cracking me up when he bust out that bang. He says, I'm about to do some serious acting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess this is like in a, in a weird sort of, basically this is her purgatory era of her career, I guess. <laughs> but before we saw the things that we know her from um, and then after, of course, we, I mean- all of these movies, I think, are pretty well known in some form or fashion. Uh, Kiefer was, I always get him like, I always like link him with the Brat Pack, but he wasn't, but I just do. <laughs> and then having a famous dad. Yeah, he was a little vampire boy in The Lost Boys. He was oh, in yeah. Stand By Me. You know, he was Ace Merle, like the big bully. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, he had a lot of roles um he was in a few good men didn't i get like a bunch of awards or something i've never seen a few good men that's not a movie i would ever watch (laughs) not oh wait no i have seen that because i'm sure you have (laughs) yeah i'm sorry guys who's in this movie tom cruise yes and jack nicholson that's it you can help Oh God, is that what that's from? Oh yeah, this is a very big cast. Uh, like Cuba Gooding Jr. is here. Uh, Kevin Bacon, curse actor Kevin Bacon. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, this, I mean, so Kiefer was like in a, I don't know if he was in a weird spot too with his career because I'm looking at it now and I'm like, this is a pretty solid thing. I just don't know why you would do this movie <laughs> if I was him. I feel like he didn't really have much to do at this time because he was also like looking at his filmography in this era. Like he was in The Vanishing, the American remake of one of my favorite films. And Mm -hmm. that is not good. (laughs) Maybe that's when everything went downhill. So he was like in a lull career wise a little bit. I don't know yeah. what any of these movies are, so yes, and I was, he was yes. in like Flatliners, which is okay. It's not the greatest, but it's it's okay. Girl, the only movie I recognize from all of this is 
phone booth in 2002. <laughs> he was the voice on the phone terrorizing Colin Farrell in the last phone booth in New York. <laughs> That's crazy. This movie is is a mess. It's, I mean, usually in our rough cuts, we don't get too deep, but I feel like maybe we got to talk about some stuff because <laughs> this is a very chaotic movie. It started off as one thing and then it went to another thing. And then I was like, what are we doing here? <laughs> and it's supposed to be based on, this is like a fairy tale, right? Like there has fairy tale, not fairy tale elements, but it part of the plot feels like, you know, little like Little Red Riding Hood, Big Bad Wolf, but then it turns into Little Red Riding Hood goes to prison. <laughs> yeah, it it starts out normal. <laughs> it's yeah, it starts out like not normal, but like I I can recognize what we're doing here. Yeah, it's like oh, this is a rough movie we're watching. <laughs> like Baby Girl is going through it. What, um Vanessa that? is going through it right now. Uh what's that movie with Michelle Pfeiffer when she's yelling at them? Dangerous Minds. That's what it was starting. <laughs> because why can't this child read? Like it's like no one has taken the time to make sure that she is being taken care of in the way that she needs to be taken care of. So we have Amanda Plummer is um Vanessa. That's um Reese Witherspoon's character. Um Amanda Plummer is her mother, Ramona, mm. and Ramona is a sex worker and does not really, she cares, but she is not really interested in what Vanessa is up to. Isn't she on drugs? Yes. Okay. That's, I mean, that's what makes the more sense. Cause she just seemed like she was like, I need to get high and I need to get high now. <laughs> <laughs> which I was like okay girl but like <sighs> poor Reese Witherspoon aka Vanessa is left in the care of her terrible stepfather who like abuses her do we even do the uh the I don't know trigger warnings before this like holy shit <laughs> we got all of them girl watching this I was like the fucking pretender oh my fucking gosh who is the pretender is that her stepdaddy yeah, like it was this show on like NBC way back in the nineties of this like super spy man who like would pretend to be somebody else, and that was his super ability. Uh, okay, <laughs> it was very. <laughs> it was just a guy who pretends. If you were alive between nineteen ninety six and two thousand, please let us know if you ever watched The Pretender on NBC. Yes, I've pretender. never seen it. I've never the seen pretender. it or heard of it, but you know, uh, he girl, it was a lot. <laughs> he was like, ooh. Was not expecting that. Mm, I was. It just looked real rough. And I was like, well, this is going to go south because look at him. Just look at him. <laughs> he looks he looks gross. And uh, he's like just bad. It's basically like her parents, her mother and her stepmother get arrested for, I don't know. I think her mother gets uh, maybe arrested for like either drug possession or soliciting but uh, sex probably yeah probably both and then her stepdad i guess they take him away when they realize that he's been like abusing her or something i think uh and so then she's left alone <laughs> entirely and her social worker comes to get her and she's like hell no i'm gonna go 
and take my mama's car or take actually she takes the social worker's car she said i want to take a car up to somewhere up in northern california sure um to go see my grandmama and she's gonna i'm gonna live with her no and it's her grand her father's mother that she has never met a day in her life okay (laughs) but that's who she's gonna go stay with i mean hey Listen, some of us don't, you know, you got to reach out where you can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she don't have nobody. So she has no one else. Yeah. I mean, she has her boyfriend, Bookie Woodbine. That's so odd. How Chopper. Or... Is that what his name was? I think his name is Chopper. <laughs> yes, it is. How old is he? Okay. He's 50 and she is 47. But in this movie, they look so much like the age difference looks so much bigger between them it is it is weird (laughs) and I guess we should like we should mention that this is an exploitation movie so like all of this is going to be pretty off the wall and crazy and in the second one it gets even worse like I can't oh my god and so I just was watching and I was like is this supposed to like elicit something like is this supposed to bring something out of me to be like why are like obviously I don't know how much people do Bokeem Woodbine at this point I mean he had pretty I mean he was in Crooklyn and Juice and Jason's Lyric so I guess like in Dead Presence so like we would know him but I don't know about them knowing who he is <laughs> like do they know who Bokeem Woodbine was at that time do they know who he is now <laughs> I think that's no, one of our I, I would say probably not black actors capital B capital A TM <laughs> that's one of ours I uh, if you know black uh, if you know black actors if you know Bukki Woodbine let us know <laughs> he's one of our greats he's yeah. one of the greats yeah he, he truly is he is we're not even like playing like no we're not even no we're not joking like we're being serious he's one of ours yeah he's ours for real and if you've ever uh watched him in uh what was it i always call it black fargo (laughs) (laughs) he was on that one season of uh actually he's been in two seasons of fargo um but he was in black fargo as well and it was pretty good he's pretty good in that show um if you watch it it's on hulu but yeah I, I was watching this and i was like what the fuck is happening because it's just two people i was like those people have never been in the same room together <laughs> and lo and behold they have <laughs> this is crazy but she tricks her step uh not stepmother she tricks her social worker um and goes off drives off makes out with her boyfriend chopper who is promptly murdered by mexican gang members <laughs> With yeah, I, the the horn, the La Cucaracha horn. That also caught me off guard. Like, <laughs> I I so this, I watched this like probably a year and a half ago, but this must have been like I'm doing something else in the background. And then, yes, and then prior to that, the last time I saw this was probably in middle school, late at night on like cinematics. This seems like all of you <laughs> were talking age. about this because I. Know. <laughs> As a grown woman, I don't know if I would recommend this to people like like that. I mean, no, no shade to you, Ripley. But like, I don't know. This seems like something I watched, you know, I watched late, late at night on VH1 and I was like, damn, that was good. And then I watch it later, like with all the, I mean, Tubi has commercials, but I guess the unedited version and 
I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why it would be so quick to say, hey, everybody should watch this. But the, the cucaracha horn was wild as hell. I don't even know what Chopper's real purpose was in this. He he armed her. He, he prepared her, her for her trip. He made sure he she had that thing in her basket. I mean, well, from what I've heard, that middle section between like LA and, and wherever Stockton is, it's crazy. <laughs> it's, it's a little, it's, it's remote, but it's a little, it's a little shaky out there sometimes. So, I mean, I get it, but I was a little confused. And I guess if we're looking at the rules of exploitation movies, I mean, the ones we've watched have been black led exploitation movies Mm -hmm. so this was like kind of throwing me because i was like so what are we doing (laughs) because there's like more of this in the next movie where it's like even more like look at these interracial couples and it's just really really gross (laughs) and so i was like what are we doing with her and him again why when we did what it, it it kind of went extreme when we watched the black exploitation films. Yeah, because you remember we did that section where we watched Foxy Brown. We watched Foxy Brown. We watched um, Dolomite, and then we watched uh, whatever the one that they made about Dolomite. That I can't remember. I'm so sorry. Anyway. Dolomite is my name. Sure. Yes. Oh yeah, I watched Petey Wheat Straw as well. You did, <laughs> and then we watched fucking uh, Sweet Sweetback, and yeah, and I guess we poured bleach over our eyes and forgot everything we learned from that experience remember it was a very large section where like all of a sudden foxy was like kidnapped and drugged and he was like oh my god what that's true i mean she did she did get kidnapped she could get drugged she did end up flying a helicopter without knowing how to fly a helicopter but like Mm -hmm. that's i mean that's pam greer like we love you we love you pam uh i was not really i mean we don't get that extreme and this one is mainly just grief witherspoon being like i'll kill you and screaming mm-hmm. at the top of her lungs i once again i do not know how she has like working vocal cords after this i don't know i was wondering because <laughs> i was like she's out here hollering yet again at the top of her lungs i don't think the microphone could take it check the boom mic <laughs> i don't know and, if it got it and this is technically one of those women in prison movies at certain points yeah I watched a couple of those this week uh once again starring Pam Greer and uh girl I don't I I couldn't do it I was like I guess it's like soft porn but in prison is that what it is because that's what I mean at least Foxy Brown felt like something you know Dolomite felt a little worse, but it felt like something minus that one scene when he was on top of that lady. <laughs> we were like, change the camera angle, please. Yeah, I think like for women, in, like we never talked about women in prison movies. I think when we did the original exploitation deep dive, but from what I gather from my my very, very shallow research is just like women in compromising positions. <laughs> being tortured and also half naked and maybe even a little bit of lesbianism just to titillate, you know, whatever. But girl, I don't know. And this movie kind of combines a lot, not black exploitation, because is Bo, is Bo Kim Wook the only black person in this movie? And the cop, one of the cops? Yes. 
<laughs> I don't know what we were trying to achieve here exactly. Uh, but on her way to grandma's house through the forest and all that, uh, she meet. I guess her car breaks down. That's what happens. Yes. Her car breaks down and Kiefer Sutherland just happens to be there looking like the BTK. <laughs> like those glasses and that hair. He has been on somebody's wanted sign. Please help us identify this man. It's very much like this is this is going someone's going to kill you. This is person's here to kill you, but she doesn't really know that yet. Um I forget what his his name is Bob. Bob Wolf. Yeah, girl. Wolverton. Well, why is her name Vanessa? She was dressed in all red. She also had a basket. She left with all her things in a basket. Okay. I see we're trying to keep to the theme. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I was watching it. As, at one point, I was like, now what part of the Little Red Riding Hood mythology is this, bitch? <laughs> and so they're riding around on the I-5. And... I guess he's like, I'll take you. Does he offer to take her to her grandmother's house? I forget. No, he said, I will take you as far as LA. And she said, okay. Which wasn't that far. I thought she was in LA. That's what I thought too, but it, apparently not. Damn, was he, she in Orange he, County? <laughs> he was like, I'll just take you up to LA. And she said, okay. And he entered, the reason why she trusted him is because, of course, her car broke down, but he introduced himself as a child psychologist. He said he worked at an all-boys school and he worked with troubled youth mm. and he was dressed like a white man. I mean, the, the, like, but ultimate white man, like, I would be afraid of this white man. Like, this is the white man you see on crime documentaries and they're like, oh, he was so quiet and he just kept to himself and he's got, like, fucking bodies and shit crammed into crevices under the floorboards of his house. Like, come on. But... He's also wearing khakis. He has on like a like a colored shirt and an Oxford shirt. He has on a blazer. He's wearing glasses. He just looks like, hey, guys, it's Bob. You know, Bob from accounting. It's them glasses, though. Them big aviator glasses that people were wearing. And I'm just like, no, you kill people. <laughs> I feel like maybe that's the, the cultural differences between everybody because I'm like, no, I would not trust this man at all. I mean, when you down and out, maybe you don't have a choice. I forgot how old she's supposed to be. She's like 16. Okay. She's 16. Okay. So she, you know, she's not, the frontal lobe hasn't developed all the way. So I get that. But just, I was like, this man looks like he's like straight out of some documentary on Discovery Plus. And she know, like, she knows something is up because she is, street smart like she she knows but she also knows she needs to get where she's going to be safe like she knows she needs to get to her ultimate goal of getting to her grandmother's house and she knows what's in her basket I feel like I feel like too she's kind of she's trying to get to her grandma's grandma's basket she's trying to get to her grandmother's house so then she can one day be reunited where her boyfriend I feel yes. like that comes up a lot, which I was like, girl, mm-hmm. he's not. Oh, okay. I just realized his name is Chopper Wood. Mm-hmm. Shut up. <laughs> is there like an axe person, like an axe man? In- uh-huh. Girl, leave me alone. 
why does he die violently in the original? In the no, Lord he is <laughs> the person who comes to chop open the belly of the wolf. Okay, well, he didn't to get the grandma out or um, Red Riding Hood out. Something yeah, I like think that. all of them. Yeah, because she, I think the wolf eats uh, both of them at one point. Well, but he, he doesn't do that in this movie. <laughs> no, you can't. But he's dead. Gave her an axe. Okay, sure. All right. Yeah. So thank you for your weaponry, Chopper Wood. <laughs> so shout out to you. Uh, so this is when it started getting really weird because he's driving her. They don't even look like they're going to LA. I'm going to be really honest with you because there's nothing around there. But, um, and he's asking her like all these weird questions, like trying to psychologize her <laughs> he's trying look he he mentioned some type of therapy where you're supposed to like speak it out loud i don't know did you catch that like what he was referring to was that even real like i'm gonna be real with you i took ba level college courses and then <laughs> college psychology <laughs> courses and then just some counseling courses in my grad program so oh my gosh <laughs> I, I can't you tell it. you if that's real um but to me it, it looked like some bs because it doesn't seem legit well but yeah i am no psychologist it sounds like that stuff where, you know how they tell people like oh like the weird like memory therapy or something where they like basically like implant memories in you for you to like remember or something like that like i've heard that be debunked i don't know what that official term is uh, but I've heard that be debunked and it felt like the same thing where you just kind of like exposing yourself to like your worst traumas <laughs> with like the exposure guys. therapy yeah but not I mean the memory stuff is something else but like whatever he's talking about is basically like tell me all of your traumas just speak them out loud every bad thing that your stepdad ever did to you and and all the ne- all the terrible th- and how did you feel when he assaulted you and I was just like, sir, <laughs> what the hell is this? And she is gets really gross. And then I feel like she realizes in the middle of that kind of yeah. that he's full of shit. And I forget how she basically turns the tables on him, but suddenly he has a gun to his head and he's up there apologizing and crying like a little bitch. And it's not just the way. <laughs> I could like yeah you if you did that you would be probably re-traumatizing somebody yeah what the hell I was traumatized it didn't even happen to me I was like what no this is terrible all the things she's had to go through like this is awful in the process of doing that she's like oh you are a pervert I mean you are a sicko (laughs) he was getting off on it because it was really like graphic like it was like sexual violence and stuff he's like tell me more what's that um that cursed cowardly dog meme where the guy's got the camera he's like tell me more of your nastiness (laughs) or whatever that's what he was giving I was like sir this is a child like you're doing a lot like I know you're the bad guy obviously but you are doing way more you're not even hiding how gross you're being like you're not a very good serial killer (laughs) this is disgusting but she you know pulls that gun on him and she's like drive me to didn't she make him drive her to like a secluded spot in the woods or something i did not think that she was going to shoot him (laughs) meaning i did not know and then when she did i was like the movie's on for like 30 minutes like what else could there be to talk about 
<laughs> I was like, good for her. Yeah. Good she, for you, Red. She did not. That's also weird because she did not. I mean, does she have red hair in this movie? No, she had on a red leather jacket. Okay, that's enough. I guess that that counts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that counts. Why not? So yeah, she shoots him and leaves him there. And I was like, well, damn, what else is there supposed to be? <laughs> and she goes to that restaurant all bloody. Yeah. And everybody was like, ma'am. And she was like, oh, is this something about my face? <laughs> you are covered in brain matter, girl. Clean and it she up. She was like, where's your restroom? So I can clean up. Thank you. She gets arrested by the cops. They take her to jail. Um, and I think that, like, they don't believe her at all. Uh, and I think, like, she's almost, like, expecting to be uh, arrested because she doesn't really say, like, I didn't do it or whatever. Like, she's just kind of like, yeah, like, he tried to kill me or whatever. Like, she doesn't seem surprised. She, she thinks of her arrest as a public service because she feels like if she didn't kill him, he is going to do it to someone else. So she is, a, she is a hero, but yeah. she's trying to tell everybody else and no one believes her. And everyone, like all the, all the cops are like, are you sure you want to go on the record saying that you like tried to kill an upstanding citizen? This Bob Wolverton, who is just, look at him. Like just, you just shot him seven times and he just <laughs> does work. He's just a psychologist and a boy's home for at-risk youth and you just shot him she's like yeah I know <laughs> I, I mean she does tell him like I think she tells the cops that that he is a serial killer like because I think mm-hmm. he had told her that he killed some people or whatever yeah and they don't believe her at all um and because I think they've been calling him the i5 killer <laughs> so there is a killer on the loose and somebody's like here that was him they're like actually no it isn't and he cut off her hair and she said he cut off my ponytail and that's how I knew it was him and he also said he would kill me yeah yeah, I forgot about the ponytail yeah that's some real old-fashioned sicko shit and so they take her to jail and I also in addition to him being shot I did not realize that he was going to be alive (laughs) so he survives and stumbles into some hospital room or hospital lobby or whatever. And uh, they do uh, surgery on him and it, it does not go well. I mean, he's alive, but he is like severely like disabled and he can't really speak. He can't speak and he's got like this weird sort of like, like two-faced snarl the whole time. And I was like, wow, acting. Love yeah. that acting. <laughs> he's disfigured from his... um. From the gun shots. Yeah. Because I thought she shot him in the head, but I guess she shot him like in the jaw kind of area or whatever. But his wife, the lovely Brick Shields, is like, fuck her, that little girl. (laughs) We're going to ruin her life or whatever. (laughs) And she's like, I don't know. I guess she's just like a good housewife. They don't really give her a lot to do other than just like lead the crusade of ruining this child's life. Making mm-hmm. sure she goes to jail forever. Yeah. And while Vanessa's awaiting trial, she goes to like a juvenile facility. Yeah. Um, where she meets other juvenile 
offenders. Yep, Brittany Murphy's there. Yes. Also, the some of the tw- well, some of the triplets from Saved by the Bell. I don't remember them at are all. There. I know what one of them played Tori on Saved by the Bell after <laughs> Kelly left. Oh gosh. Um, they were also in that made for TV version of uh, Parent Trap where they were Haley, one of Haley Mills, you know, Haley Mills played twins, but they were one of the twins. There was a Parent Trap. Triplets. Wait, what? There was a Parent Trap made for TV movie? Yeah. Like a sequel? Yeah, where one of the twins had triplets and they was Parent Trapping. This is on Disney Channel, I know it is. Not Disney Channel. It was on, yeah, it was on ABC. The Parent Trap 2, wait. I'm so confused. This must have been like a, is this like a, like a, like a mini series? Why is this three hours long? Yeah. <laughs> this is crazy. I have not seen, this is going to be a reboot. Oh no. I haven't seen, oh yeah, The Parent Trap 3. Also The Parent Trap Hawaiian Honeymoon. Mm-hmm. And then we brought it back to The Parent Trap starring Lindsay Lohan. Mm-hmm. I didn't know there was a Parent Trap 2 or 3. That is awful. <laughs> That's a mm, horrible thing. Was, it was three of them, and it was That's trying to t- save Haley Mills's fair uh, marriage or something. You know um, that we talked about how close Disney was to bankruptcy, but now I'm seeing it closer. <laughs> Michael <laughs> Eisner was on ABC every week, like the magical world of Disney. The one who's out there now, or somebody? Oh, that's Bob Iger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Girl, they were. Mm-mm. He was singing for his supper because this is ghetto as hell. <laughs> Y'all want a colored Pollyanna? Here you go. And it was the best movie ever. Mm. His favorite movie, Pollyanna. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I don't remember anybody else but Rhonda, who was also on drugs. And I believe she doesn't she try to like have sex with Vanessa or something. Something yeah. got a little. <laughs> it just got a little. That's what I was like. So when did this become like a prison movie, like women yeah. in prison? <laughs> because at both the prison and both of the women in prison movies I watch, which I watch the the Big Dollhouse and the Big Bird Cage, um, both rotted but lovely. Pam Greer looks fantastic, especially in the Big Doll. No, in the Big Bird Cage, which is a sequel, she looks fantastic. Like I don't even know. Like oh my god, but. Girl, like everything is just a little bit like mm-hmm, there's a lot of women in here together. I guess we should maybe scissor. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> I watched some of the big, the big dollhouse, and they were like, "We need to do a strip search." And I was yeah. like, "Yeah, yeah, I got real. No, we don't. No, we he got don't. really aggressively sexually assaulty, and I was like, I know this was 1970, whatever, but come on." <laughs> I was like, do we need to do a strip search? Because I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, it was a bit of an aggressive strip search, and Pam Greer's boob gets grabbed, and it's a lot. It's a lot. A lot happens in those movies, and it was a little bit of that vibe here, where I was like, "What are we doing?" I was like, "Freeway, mm. we took a turn. I thought we was just gonna kill Bob Wolverton because he's a murderer." Yeah, but I was confused because, like, they don't like these movies don't make. They're exploitation movies, so they're not like deep, you know. It's not like reading into them or a lot, or whatever. But it just made everything kind of a spectacle. Like her lesbianism is kind of like a like a weird sort of deviant thing. <laughs> just... Yeah, because it's like they're first of all they're teenagers, yeah. So barely legal teens doing freaky shit in prison, you know. First of all, that sexuality is part of like 
explore teenagerdom. Yeah. But like the way he was treated, they were like, "We're gonna have to spray you down. Like you gotta stay away. Get away." Yeah, you know they, did, like- they did get hosed down at one point. I forgot about that. Didn't they? In 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 this in freeway, right? They got like hosed yeah, down. It was Girl. like he's like, "You gotta stay away." Cause it, because because like they had to keep Rhonda like away from everyone else <laughs> because she was a lesbian. It's yeah, like, like she's gonna like she's some sort of like like she's like some out of control sex deviant or whatever and i was like she just it was like to, she just wants to bump pocketbooks with you girl it's not none of that they had to in the big dollhouse at one point i spaced out like a lot watching both of these movies so i don't really know what the plot of any of these other than like women getting like sexually assaulted um but at one point they were all in a sauna and i was like does this like they it was like a solitary confinement sauna <laughs> and I was like, yeah. jack hill what, what's going on bro bruh let's I mean give it up to him but also maybe not <laughs> shout out to you for Foxy Brown but what the fuck were you doing <laughs> it's like they put out like every weird like not even weird but like every like slightly kinky sexual thing that could happen where you could start hearing like this the, the 1970s porn music play and they were just like let's like loosely string all these scenes together in some sort of thing like this movie has like a little bit of a plot until it veers into like no man's land but those two movies I was like I actually don't know what anybody's talking about and I don't even know if you knew what you were talking about when you wrote this for a minute, it becomes, but I'm a cheerleader. <laughs> um, That's a great movie, though. But not as deep. Yeah, no, not, not nearly. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's, there's no depth to this movie at all. And I think Vanessa's making a shiv. She spends a long time making a shiv. And um, I was like, dang, is that how you do? Oh. Yeah, you got you get it. You get something plastic, and you just gotta whittle at it until, but you don't get anything to whittle with. So you gotta rub it yeah. on shit until it, you know. Which shot? I mean, you know, her nasty ass stepfather is what who told her that. So yeah, taking those lessons, I guess, with you. I mean, from this story, we get the sense that she's been in and out of juvenile detention yeah. a lot. So this is not new to her. I guess she she. She was like, well, back in the slammer, um, let's <laughs> let's uh, make the most of it. Yeah, let's go back to the, the things that we know. <laughs> and, and I think, I don't know, the whole, the prison thing was really. It was a detour from the story. Yeah. He, like she's doing interviews for the prosecution or with defense attorneys or someone. They're like painting her as like, yeah, she's just been in the system. She's just a little criminal. Like, yeah, this is just her kiss- history. This is just who she is. She just is a criminal. Like there is no hope for her. This is just where she belongs because she's she can't be rehabilitated. You can't change her. I think- like he's in the courtroom, uh, Bob and I don't know who. What is her name? Mimi. <laughs> Mimi Wilberton. Yeah, um, they're in the courtroom, and I guess like he's kind of trying. To, I don't know if he's trying to intimidate her. I don't really know if he has any control over that, but he's basically 
the good guy in the situation because he doesn't have a record and she does. Um, so basically they looked at it as like, I guess like heroes were putting her away, like getting this nasty offender off the streets. And then he gets to go and be a fucking weirdo, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> which I don't know if he goes and starts killing again. I don't think we got to that point. I mean, at least at that point. Um, so they are going to move Vanessa to maximum security Mm -hmm. because she is going to be tried as an adult they were trying to determine whether or not she's going to be tried as a juvenile or an adult and I guess she had done enough offenses they were like you know what you're doing Mm -hmm. and she also didn't help her case because one of the lawyer or one of the officers was black and she started calling him a bunch of slurs. She did. I forgot. I forgot that. What was that? What was that? <laughs> because, like, there's no excuse for this uh, no. at all. Because he kept pushing her about her past and her history. Yeah. And she went off on him. And he, she called him all kinds of slurs. God, help me. And threw a chair that. at him. Yep. And I was like, Reese, do you think about this movie at night? (laughs) In the the middle of the night when you're up late, can't sleep. Do you ever think about this, this movie and what you did here? (laughs) And I was like, well, who is this mean for her boyfriend? Who's dead? And that's also what the officer was like, because when she was being tried as an adult, because like, Bob was in the court. Bob came into the courtroom. Bob was looking messed up. And she called him. Oh, she roasted him. I forgot what she said. but I did too. But she did go after him. I mean, he deserved it. But He did. But she, she called him everything under the sun <laughs> in front of the judge and everybody else. And she was, she was, she was laughing. And y'all probably didn't see that clip already because it was on, on Twitter for a while. Really? really? She, she I need to like, go find that. Like, shit, look at you. <laughs> he did. I sent you that picture. What's that <laughs> from, <laughs> from the Goonies? Was that from the Goonies? He, she, he, looked, he looked terrible. <laughs> he, she I'm, just like went off on him. And the judge was like, your behavior in this courtroom is totally unacceptable. Yeah. This isn't helping you in your case at the moment, girl. Yeah. So prison for you, child. Uh, yeah. I think it's too, because she didn't express any remorse. Much. I was like, he tried to kill her. So of course not. Uh, but they end up mm-hmm. getting transported her. And I did not know that her, this character's name was Mosquita. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just... I just want to put that out there. Just want everybody to know that her name is Mosquita. And they kill a security guard and escape. So Vanessa is turning tricks in Stockton or on her way to Stockton. Is that how it was? And she's robbing people. Yes. She's robbing people and, and, and all that. And she's just trying to, I guess, either get her money straight and make it up to Stockton. Uh, meanwhile, Bob has being is being reinvestigated by the detectives. And I don't know, for some reason, why was her boyfriend being black? 
like a revelatory thing in this, <laughs> because <laughs> the detective who she cussed out and called all kinds of slurs interviewed yes. like all of her friends and everybody's like we love Vanessa yeah her boyfriend Chopper like they loved each other and then the man look at Chopper's like R.I.P. to a real one <laughs> <laughs> photo on the wall and was like he's black like me he was like, like totally confused I like you for that <laughs> like <laughs> me yeah it looked yeah I, I didn't understand that at the time but I was like I guess I don't know how that convinced them to decide to reinvestigate what she was saying but they did and they end up going to Bob's house and they find like a shed full of like child pornography and and, and also dead bodies and stuff. Like he said, mm, something not right. And she kept saying, he cut off my hair. He cut off my hair. So when the detective went back to the crime scene, he was just pacing the crime scene and he found her ponytail. Mm. And that's what led the detectives back to Bob's house talking about Bob is a fucking liar because <laughs> her hair was just sitting at the oh, by like a picnic table about that didn't my nobody really combed the evidence uh, the crime scene what's up with y'all uh CSIs and not doing y'all job but <laughs> I yeah I was a little lost on that part but they end up finding all of the evidence of his crimes human remains Mimi kills herself. I was like, this movie is <laughs> going into places that I was not expecting at all. And Bob ends up, I guess, figuring out how to get to Vanessa's grandmother's house, mm-hmm. which would then we circle back to the little red riding hoodness that we were supposed to be in the beginning. <laughs> and uh, Vanessa steals a car, finally gets it to her grandma's house. Bob is in her grandmother's bed, dressed as her grandmother because he has like killed her grandmother or whatever. And I was like, all right. <laughs> Wait, I was like, why did you do grandma like that? Grandma wouldn't do nothing but mind her business. All you had to do was tie her up. Yeah. You know, why did you do grandma like that? Yeah. She didn't. She was just in her trailer enjoying life and shit. Like, leave her alone. She was probably watching Yolanda. And you did grandma <laughs> like that. Why did you do that, Bob? He probably wanted to make her feel bad. Like, look, I killed your grandmother too. I've taken your whole life from you or whatever. I don't know. And then also he had like some weird vocal thing. That was a little confusing as well. <laughs> I was like, this movie is going to He said, oh, what big eyes you have. Girl, and I was like, well, I guess we're finally bringing it back to the theme. Shout out to you guys. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> and she ends up killing him. And just, you know, just then the detectives arrive all late and shit. Too late to say grandmama. And she borrows a cigarette from them and they all ha 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 what a crazy story five. that was high five you're right yeah and I was like all right <laughs> what are we doing here <laughs> and that that's the first one the second one I don't even know I don't even know 
what to even say about the second one. I'm about to pull up the Wikipedia to make sure that I am not deviating too much, but I will because it is a lot. Um, we didn't mention in the movie, in the first one, Freeway, that she yells out really loud that she ain't no trick baby. And I was like, fantastic. <laughs> Acting. And that phrase is brought into the second movie because it's called Freeway 2, Confessions of a Trick Baby. And I was like, uh, what? <laughs> and I think that's what our dear Ripley brought to us in the dms when they requested this movie um because i was like what do you mean by trick baby (laughs) what are you saying (laughs) i was so lost but it is in fact confessions of trick baby and this stars natasha leon now this might be a in-between movies career type type movie for natasha This this is post Cliffendorf's tribe. Was she in that? Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's mostly like indie movies and stuff, but this seems like very off the beaten path. Um, this is after American Pie and Detroit Rock City, but before Scary Movie Two and American Pie oh, Two. Girl. Yeah, girl. I don't. I don't. I mean, she's. This is like, I, like I'm looking at all her things and, and I've only, these are all, these are all indies. And I think the biggest movie she's been in is maybe like Ad Astra and Uncut Gems. And Uncut Gems, I would say, is kind of also, I don't know what led Natasha to this movie. Uh, this is a very, this is a wild cast <laughs> as well. Oh, no. It's Natasha. It's whoever. Maria Celendonio. Is that who you're talking about in in, um, The Parent Trap? Is that what you're talking about? No. Okay. So in um, Freeway, one of the triplets, let me, she played Tori on Saved by the Bell. Let me Google this person because I have no idea who that is. (laughs) They were the twins that distracted the the security guard at the bathroom. Lena Creel? Yeah, and her sister. Okay, I don't recognize this person. So I don't know. And it's one more of them. It's triplets. Okay, that's a lot. That's a lot. (laughs) That's a lot of people. Well, I don't see anything from Maria. I don't recognize. Oh, I have never seen that person ever in my life. I I don't either. It seems... Okay, so she was in How to Make an American Quilt this movie the substitute and you must remember this a lot of these movies seem very i don't know i've never seen how to make an american quilt that's the only thing i kind of really recognize but she's been on a lot of tv um or at least she was until like 2007 i don't see anything else but i don't know vincent gallo you seemed very disturbed by that i've never seen buffalo what is it buffalo 66 what is it yeah i've never seen that um it may or may not be on my list can't remember and david allen greer <laughs> yeah he was a lawyer he was that like, was also Whoa. having mm-hmm. sex with natasha leon not like, on screen yeah i was very confused by that i was like you fucking your lawyer 
And then John Landis has a cameo as a judge. I don't know why. Brittany's Brittany's (laughs) saying, please go to jail or hell. John Landis. I mean, you can you can read this. I don't know why he's, I don't know what any of these people are in this movie. I don't know what Matthew Bray has done to know these people, to have cast any of these people. This one is supposed to be based somewhat on Hansel and Gretel. And basically it stars Natasha Leone as Crystal, AKA white girl, who's a 15 year old prostitute who has been sentenced, keep going, who has been sentenced to 25 years for a lot of shit. Uh, And she is also bulimic. Now, I don't understand why bulimia was so heavy into this. Like, there's just a scene, this is probably a scene that Brittany stopped watching, which is a scene I was also like, why why am I, why? Why did anybody want to watch this? (laughs) So, yeah, trigger warning on this, Girl, movie this portion don't even um, watch this movie (laughs) like (laughs) at first when it got through like the credits i was like "Mm, this movie the but the vibes are bad there's a a strict like there's a sharp decline on production value i mean and it didn't have that far to go but freeway to freeway to confessions of a trick baby um and I was like, okay, we're, I'll try it. But once they, once it's a, a lot of focus on binging and purging. Yeah, and why? Why? I just, there was so much of it. I couldn't do it. Like it, it was, it's not a film for me. I just couldn't. I'm surprised considering. Get into the, it. The like things you have told me about. I don't know. I I just couldn't. It no. It was a hot mess. It's gross. It's all gross. She's in jail. Um. There's just there's there's lots of vomit and there's also, um, Cyclona, who is a lesbian teenage serial killer. Who it's even worse in this movie. Like she's just a full on sexual deviant. At one point, they break out of prison. And Cyclona, I don't know. I was getting like weird, almost like she's a wolf type vibes from her. Cause she would do this weird like thing where her eyes would go yellow. And I'm like, what's going on? And then she kills a family. There's necrophilia. And I was like, why? <laughs> Not on screen. But I was like, why would you, do- why would you, where are we going? Where are we going? What's the territory? And I was like, once again, <laughs> I have to quote. Dr. Umar and say, what happened to the original plot of the movie? What happened to the fairy tale-ness of it? Like, I know it's a loose framework or whatever, but it just got worse. Um, I think what happens? They kill some, they kill a guy. They they're trying to get to Tijuana. I'm not even sure why. And there's like some weird guy. No, no, no. I'm sorry. There is a nun that Cyclona remembers from childhood who was played by Vincent Gallo, who I don't, I was like, so this is like racism at another level. <laughs> I was like, why is he playing a Mexican woman? I'm not sure what's happening here. And then there's some like, it got to like a, um, what's that movie? Oh no, I, I blanked, I blanked. What's the movie? 
mysterious skin. It got to like a mysterious skin part of it. And I was like, what are we talking about here? <laughs> the aliens that she remembers basically loops back to some weird abuse that Sister Gomez, played by Vincent Gallo, has inflicted on her back whenever. And then end up throwing him in an oven. And that's the Hansel and Gretel part of it. And he actually turns kind of into a witch. And I was like, okay. I want everybody to be arrested. I want everybody to be sat down. <laughs> and I don't I don't understand. Because also, too, I just realized it's it's not David Allen Grill is not just her lawyer, he's also her pimp. She's 15. Cause at one point they make out. And I was like, what are you doing? I'm like, David, David. <laughs> I have not seen something so disturbing since we watched uh whatever that movie that one movie Tales was. from the Hood. Yeah, we watched Tales from the Hood. So we got, I don't know, we got another one on our hands. And I was like, are you her boyfriend? Like, are you her boyfriend? Like, what? <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? Out of all the exploitation movies, I was like, this probably isn't the worst one, but it's getting there. I think it's getting there. And I just like completely like zoomed, like I've already been not on planet Earth this week, but <laughs> I was like, what is this? There's no way to like make sense of it. It's just such a strange, it's just a strange movie that I was kind of wondering why would I have liked this? <laughs> Like I don't, I can't find anything that was like funny. I was like, oh, David Allen Greer's here, and then I was like, no, no, that's that's awful. This was screen. This premiered at the Toronto International Film Festival. <laughs> People saw this. People saw this. This is craziness. I don't know the reviews, the tomatoes, whatever. But this was crazy and it just got more crazy. And I was just like, I don't even know. Like I was trying to like say like there's aliens and Brittany was like, no. And I was like, don't worry, it gets worse. And then I was like, I can't even explain to you how much worse it got. And it's so weird. It's not even weird in a fun way. I'm just like, I feel like I'm, I feel like you're hurting me. (laughs) I feel like I'm being hurt. Hmm. I don't know why you would do this. Because again, it takes like so many lefts, turns that I was like, where can we not stick with the Hansel and Gretel theme? Because it's not a bad theme. Like fairy tales are told and retold for a reason. <laughs> They're good stories. I don't know. How do you feel? I know you didn't watch this, but like what what could be done? <laughs> um, Anything can be done? I'm pretty sure you could probably pull it out and make it into something. So I mean, like it physically made me sick. Like they could have scrapped all of that stuff, like that part. But even after that part, it still gets weird. And like for some, like I think at the end, she's talking about she's not hungry anymore, which I guess was like her bulimia is cure. I don't know. And I was like, this doesn't make any sense. I don't like this. <laughs> no one's allowed to make requests on this show anymore. <laughs> this is such a wild movie. I don't even know what to say. 
we watched some trash on this show, but <laughs> this is this is like this is the ultimate. This is the worst thing. This is I at least I understood what Sweet Sweetback was attempting to do. This was like I don't know what's happening. I don't think anybody on set knew it was happening. Matthew has not done anything in the last twenty years because um, something that he direct. Uh, wrote and directed called Tiptoes starring mm-hmm. Gary Oldman, Kate Beckinsale, mm-hmm. Patricia Arquette, and Matthew mm-hmm. McConaughey. I don't know what it's about and I don't care. Uh, it was originally 150 minutes and then the producers reduced it to 90 minutes without his consent. And um, I guess he said, fuck the music, or not music industry, fuck the film industry, fuck the producers, which I think everybody's kind of saying right now. But I don't know what would compel you to make any of this and not even like, you know how there's movies that are like fun and trash. There's plenty of those. This is not fun. This is like, Oh, somebody's hurting me. I'm being hurt. I'm being physically electrocuted. by This <laughs> This is such a mess anyway. Um, yeah. So that's what I have for that movie. I don't really know what to tell y'all don't watch that one. I don't know how you feel about freeway. How do you feel about freeway? Oh, I don't like freeway. Um, I will watch it again, probably okay. another couple of years. Okay. Um, it is one of those films that remind me of, damn, it is 1.30 in the morning. What is coming up on Cinemax <laughs> after oh dark? Gosh. So yeah, that is those kind of films and we are missing them and we need are to we? get them back. Yeah, I we think, are. I think Tubi is, is leading the charge. But they don't have that kind of quality anymore. Like, I mean, they are definitely just, shot on like an iPhone eight. Yeah, but. <laughs> it's just it doesn't have that certain Genesee qua. I mean, anymore. I don't know. I mean, I don't like digging around. I think that's probably the thing about streamers. I don't like to dig around and look for movies. I'm not a person that does like if you put a movie in front of me, I might watch it. Like if I stumble on something at one a.m., maybe I'll watch it. But like, I'm not just gonna. I'm not gonna go for like you know. Like if I if you had not if this had not been suggested to us, there's no way I would have been like, yeah, I'm gonna watch a movie called Confessions of a Trick Baby. <laughs> there's like no fucking way I would be interested. <laughs> like, I was like, this looks like this looks like Walmart bin. <laughs> like for real. And that's how you find great movies though. Do we? Like, I do. Like not this. This one. is how you find Wicked with Julia Stiles. This is how you find Freeway. This is how you find this weird movie with Rachel Lee Cook with a horse. I think it's called 18th Angel. Like, these are the movies that are missing. Like, I think this is because there's I actual people that we like in them. love them. But this, like, these are the movies that they made before you knew them, for real. Maybe that's and, it, though. Because I don't think you're going to know any of these people in these movies that are out now. <laughs> yeah, like, damn, I still remember the name of 18th Angel. Like, wow like Stanley Tucci's in here <laughs> like we don't have them anymore like because you don't know where to find them I I dig in the garbage to find films like so yeah. I love them she is will I I recommend them to you yes I, I, used I won't to do tell that to people you to watch like I have made people watch Creep I have made people watch this film called come back to me don't watch Come Back to Me, y'all, because Do it. it's bad. Do um, it. It's too late. You already like, said the words. <laughs> like, just jug face. Films like that. Like, this is where I live. I love it. So, yeah. But Freeway 2, Confessions of a Trick Baby. 
uh, content warning for uh, eating disorders. I couldn't get into it because I just found it triggering for some reason. I couldn't do it. And no, so not for me. Yeah, I don't know why you would think like, like in the grand things of exploitation, like eating disorders, like there's nothing fun or shocking about that. At least in, in prison movies, you see some titty. And I, I think I would, I get where you're going in terms of fairy tales because oh yeah, if we're doing Hansel and Gretel, what did the witch live in? She lived in a candy house. And they if ate it That's much. what you're doing. Okay. But no. But that's not what they were, that's not like they no that is not it didn't they eat too much and that was the whole thing that's how they got trapped in the house yeah because they were like greedy children yeah that's how the witch like but that's not that's not bulimia (laughs) that's that's not what that is girl that's something else entirely it it was just it was no sir no (laughs) you are going to hell that is no no that's bad yeah i don't mm-mm. have you ever watched um happily ever after fairy tales for every child yeah love every week those. every sunday i was love those i think they're still on hbo if the um guy who's in charge hasn't wiped those off the face of the earth i don't know yet those are fantastic the hansel and gretel one like that one low-key fucked me up because <laughs> i think that was a caribbean one and I think, oh, Rosie Perez was the witch. I think so. Yeah, because I remember her her very, like, distinctly saying, let's get in the oven and her, and her accent. And I was like, oh, this is terrifyingly awful. <laughs> I'm scarred for life. So if you want a, if you want a good, I don't like these. I don't like these movies. I didn't like either of them. And I'm okay with the exploitation movie. Like, I was ready to meet it where it was. But I was like, this no and freeway is better than freeway Two. freeway Two. the more i think about it more it feels like a like somebody needed to hide some money and so they gave matthew some money <laughs> and so they had to hide those funds in the production of this awful awful movie and i just no it's not fun it's not cool it's not interesting it's just like i don't know it's not even like fun in a fun sexy way because there's more lesbians and stuff and like I, none of it is fun why can't you make it fun at least in the big dollhouse it was a little like pam greer wrestles a woman in mud <laughs> and i was like fantastic i get it i get what you're trying to do this is scintillating and i was like this movie is just dumb and gross and not even in fun gross i want to mm. have fun so don't watch I mean, I guess if you want to watch Freeway, it's fine. I wouldn't watch Freeway to Electric Trick Baby Boogaloo. Like, don't do it. So <laughs> if you, I mean, maybe you like stuff like that, but I wouldn't suggest it. And I'm not going to take credit if you do watch it. Um, Ripley, shout out to you. I'm sorry, but we didn't like <laughs> the Trick Baby Spectacular. But, um, you know, thank you for your suggestion. Thank you for your synergy. We were synergizing, at least on one of these movies. I think if you want to watch something that is in the same vein as Freeway, I would say watch Hard Candy. It is just as awful. Not awful. It's actually a good movie, but it's extremely violent and extremely gross. And like, 
in a way that you don't see things almost, which makes it even more gross. I haven't watched Hard Candy in a long time. Uh, How old were you when you watched Hard Candy? Oh, I was like 12. <laughs> no, it came out oh, a couple years ago. I, I watched it at an appropriate time. When was that, Brittany? <laughs> Hard Candy came out in 2005. Yeah, I watched it. Were you appropriately aged? Okay. Yeah. Shout out to you, um, which I like. Hard Candy, I haven't watched it since I was like in college or whatever. Shout out Mega Video. But um, yeah, it stars Elliot Page as a 14-year-old a girl who basically traps a sexual predator played by Patrick Wilson and ruins his life. Shout out to that. I mean, this is the thing that we always wanted to do is make somebody's life terrible (laughs) when they do bad things. And uh, what's her, what's the character's name? Haley. Haley. um, She fucked his life up. (laughs) Hey, do you want to listen to this mixtape? Oh my God. <laughs> Men are so fucking disgusting. I, that's And every time I think about this too, I think about how Haley was like, I fucking hate Gold Frap. But I was like, damn, I like that song that Gold Frap had on the Vampire Diaries at one time. <laughs> but now I feel like I'm being judged every time I listen to it. But yeah, uh, Elliot snaps in that role. I think that's his one of his first big movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was before um, that was before Juno. Yeah, but um, yeah, I think that might have been one of the first movies that he got attention for. So I think I watched it after Juno came out, though. But yeah, man, it it I think it does a lot better. Like everything I was thinking this movie would do, as far as the actual interaction with the predator. Um, I didn't get that from Freeway, but I got that from Hard Candy. Where is Hard Candy streaming? On Tubi. It isn't really. <laughs> yeah, it's on Tubi because I just added it to <laughs> Shout out to Tubi. And I think it is also on Amazon Prime Video, probably on Freebie or whatever that's called. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, I haven't seen Hard Candy. I've only seen it once. And I was like, well, I will be living with that one for a while. <laughs> And uh, I think it's, I mean, I don't know if it holds up. I think if you're of a certain age, it probably holds up. Because would you like to listen to this mixtape with me? Just, oh God, some of you men are so garbage (laughs) in the worst ways. And um, yeah, I would suggest that movie. I don't know if you have one of your own. I'm sorry, I'm cracking up. Why? I am a child. Quack, quack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Haley beat the shot of him. <laughs> I'm good. I didn't know that Elliot had bad memories from this movie. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, baby. Yeah. Somebody assaulted him after the rap party. This is in oh, his no. memoir. Oh, no. Oh, no. I don't know the gender of the person that assaulted him, but whoever it was, you're going to hell. You are. <laughs> like, why? I kind of want to read Elliot's memoir. You've been going oh. through it, but, you know, it's good to see him on the other side. There's been a ton of Hansel and Gretel movies out there. I believe you could watch literally any of them and would have your time better spent than watching uh, Confessions of a Trick Baby. Don't do that to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a journey. 
Oh my God. Um, okay. Do we have anything else? I mean, you know, hit us up in our description. We have our links there. Come talk to us. We out here. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what we're doing for our next venture. Uh, oh, I forgot. Bottoms is coming out. I think Bottoms is out. We might watch that, but nothing for sure. Again, thank you to Ripley who requested this. We mm-hmm. appreciate you. Um, thank you so much for listening all the way from the UK. Mm-hmm. Yeah. D- Brittany, is, not- she's going to. <laughs> she wants I to. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Ripley. <laughs> She really wanted to. It's not Tuesday. Thank you. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Ripley says, fuck you guys. <laughs> All right. Anyway, we're going to go. Don't watch this movie. Um, bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>